Hi folks, I'm your friend Sanjeev Bakshi, the urban storyteller from New Delhi, India. Trust that you all are doing great. Today, I'm going to narrate a short story titled Dalal, written by eminent writer H. H. Saki Mundro. Let's get started. Dalal. I have asked Latimer Springfield to spend Sunday with us and stop the night, announced Mrs. Darmot at the breakfast table. I thought he was in the tours of his election, remarked her husband. Exactly, the poll is on Wednesday, and the poor man will have worked himself to a shadow by that time. Imagine what electioneering must be like in this awful soaking rain, going along sulky country roads and speaking to dump audiences in droughty classrooms day after day and night after night for almost a fortnight. He'll have to put in an appearance in some place of worship on Sunday morning and he can come to us immediately afterwards and have a thorough respite from everything connected with politics. I won't let him even think of them. I have had the picture of Cromwell dissolving the long parliament taken down from the staircase and even the portrait of Lord Rosebery removed from the smoking room. And Vera added Mrs. Dermont turning to her 16-year-old niece. Be careful what color ribbons you wear in your hair. Not blue or yellow on any account. Those are the rival party colors. An emerald green or orange would be almost as bad. With this home rule business to the fore. On state occasion, I always wear a black ribbon in my hair, said Vera with crushing dignity. Letimer Springfield was a rather cheerless, oldish young man who went into politics somewhat in the spirit in which other people might go into half mourning. Without being an enthusiast, however, he was a fairly strenuous plodder, and Mrs. Dermot had been reasonably near the task in asserting that he was working at high pressure over this election. The restful lull which his hostess enforced on him was decidedly welcome, and yet the nervous excitement of the contest had too great a hold on him to be totally banished. I know he is going to sit up half the night working up points for his final speeches, said Mrs. Dermot regretfully. However, we have kept politic at arm's length all the afternoon and evening. More than that, we can't do anything. That remains to be seen, said Vera, but she said it to herself. Letimer had secretly shut his bedroom door before he was immersed in a sheaf of notes and pamphlets, while a fountain pen and pocket book were brought into play for the due marshalling of useful facts and discreet fictions. He had been at work for perhaps 35 minutes now, and the house was seemingly consecrated to the 
heatly slumber of the country life where a stifled squealing and shuffling in the passage was followed by a loud tap at his door before he had time to answer a much encumbered vera burst into the room with the question i say can i leave these here these were a small black pig and a lusty specimen of black red game cock Latimer was moderately fond of animals and particularly interested in small livestock rearing from the economical point of view in fact one of the pamphlets on which he was at the moment engaged warmly advocated the further development of the pig and poultry industry in our rural district but was pardonably unwilling to share even a commodious bedroom with samples of hen roast and stye products wouldn't they be happier somewhere outside he asked tactfully expressing his own preferences in the matter in an apparent solicitude for others there's no place outside said vera impressively nothing but a waste of dark swirling waters the reservoir at the brinkley has burst i didn't know there was a reservoir at brinkley said latimer well there isn't now it was jolly well all over the place and as we stand particularly low we are the center of an island see just at present you see the river has overflowed its bank as well good gracious have any lives been lost heaps i should say the second housemaid has already identified three bodies that have floated past the billiard room window as being the young man she engaged to either she was engaged to a large segment of the population round here or else she is very careless at identification of course it may be the same body coming round again and again in the swell aren't thought of that but we ought to go out and do some rescue work oughtn't we said latimer with instinct of a parliamentary candidate for getting into the local limelight we can't said vera We haven't any boats and we are cut off by a raging torrent from any human habitation. My aunt particularly hoped you would keep to your room and not add to the confusion. She has thought it would be so kind of you if you would take in Hartpool's wonder, the game cock you know for the night. You see There are eight other game cocks and they fight like furies if they are flocked together so we are putting one in each bedroom the foul houses are all flooded out you know and then i thought perhaps you would not mind taking in this wee piggy He is rather a little love but he has a wild temper. He gets that from his mother. Not 
that I like to say things against her when she is lying dead and drowned in her sty. Poor thing. What he really wants in a man's firm hand to keep him in order. I had tried and grappled with him. Only I have got my show in my room. You know, and he goes for pigs whenever he finds them. Couldn't the pig go into the bathroom? Asked Latimer faintly, wishing that he had taken up as determined a stand on the subject of bedroom swine as the show had. The bathroom, Vera laughed shrilly. It will be full of boy scouts till morning if the hot water holds out. Boy scouts? Yes, 30 of them came to rescue us while the water was only waist high. Then it rose another three feet or so and we had to rescue them. We are giving them hot baths in batches and drying their clothes in the hot air cupboard. But of course, drenched clothes don't dry in a minute. And the corridor and the staircase are beginning to look like a bit of coast scenery by took. Two of the boys are wearing your overcoat. I hope you don't mind. My overcoat? That's new overcoat, said Latimer, with every indication of his minding dreadfully. You will take every care of Hatapool Wander, won't you? said Vera. His mother took three first at Birmingham, and he was second in the cockerel class last year at Gloucester. He will probably roost on the rail of the bottom of your bed. I wonder if he had feel more at home if some of his wives were up there with him. The hen are all in the pantry and I think I could pick out Hittipul's Helen. She is his favorite. Latimer showed a belated firmness on the subject of Hittipul Helen and Vera withdrew without pressing the point. Having first settled the game cock on the extemporized perch and taken an affectionate farewell of the pigling, Latimer undressed and got into bed with all due speed, judging that the pig would abate its inquisitorial restlessness once he, once the light was turned out as a substitute for a cozy straw bedded at the room offered at its first inspection. Few attractions, but the disconsolate animal suddenly discovered an appliance in which the most luxurious contrived pigries were notably deficient. The sharp edge of the underneath part of the bed was placed at exactly the same at the right elevation to permit the pigling into the scrap himself aesthetically backward and forward with an artistic hamping of the back of the crucial moment and an accompanying gurgle of the long-drawn delight. The Gamecock, who may have fancied that he was being rocked in the branches of a pine tree, bore the motion with greater fortitude, 
Then Latimer was able to command a series of slaps directed at the pig's body were accepted more as an additional and pleasing irritant that as a criticism of the conduct or a hint to desist. Evidently, something more than a men's firm hand were needed to deal with the case. Latimer slipped out of bed in search of a weapon of dissuasion. There was sufficient light in the room to enable the pig to detect this maneuver, and the willy temper inherited from the drowned mother found full play. Latimer bounced back into the bed, and his conqueror, after a few threatening snorts and champing of its jaw, resumed its massage operation with renewed zeal. My apologies. During the long wakeful hours which ensued, Latimer tried to distract his mind from the from his own immediate troubles by dwelling with decent sympathy on the second housemaid's bereavement. But he found himself more often wondering how many Boy Scouts were sharing his Melton overcoat. The role of St. Martin was not one which appealed to him. Towards dawn, the pigling fell into a happy slumber, and Latimer might have followed its example, but at about the same time, Stupor Haterpool gave a rousing crow, clattered down to the floor, and forthwith commenced a spirited combat with its reflection in the wardrobe mirror remembering that the bird was more or less under his care Latimer performed hawk tribunal officers by draping a bath towel over the protective mirror but the ensuing peace was local and short-lived the deflective energies of the gamecock found new outlet in a sudden and sustained attack on the sleeping and temporary inoffensive pigling and the duel which followed was desperate and embittered beyond any possibility of effective intervention neither side could claim any decisive success and the struggle had been practically fought to a standstill by the time that the maid appeared with the early morning tea lord sir she exclaimed in undisguised in astonishment do you want those animals in your room what the pigling as though aware that it might have outstrayed its welcome dashed out at the door and the game lock followed it at a more dignified pace if miss vera's dog see the pig exclaimed the maid and hurried off to avert such a catastrophe. A cold suspicious was stealing over Latimer's mind. He went to the window and drew up the blind. A light drizzling rain was falling, but there was not the faintest trace of any inundation. Some half later, he met Vera on the way to the breakfast room. I shouldn't like to think of you as a deliberate liar, he observed coldly, but one occasionally has to do things one does not like. 
At any rate, I kept your mind from dwelling on politics all the nights at Vera, which was of course perfectly true. Thank you so much. This was a short story which was uh, authored by the eminent English writer H.H. Saki Munro and the title of the story was The Lull. It was narrated to you by your friend Sanjay Bakshi, the urban storyteller from New Delhi, India. Thank you very much for your patient listening. Stay happy, blessed and joyous.